Totally Lit, a monthly podcast celebrating reading, writing and creating literature. I'm your host Kai, thank you for listening. I don't know how we've done it, but we're turning into a weekly podcast this month. We've got so many guests coming on board, so my guest this week is award-winning children's author Josh Langley. Josh was told he would amount to nothing in life, having failed high school twice and being unemployed for several years, but that didn't stop Josh from becoming a multi-award-winning radio copywriter and award-winning children's author. Josh's debut children's book, Being You Is Enough, changed the trajectory of his life. Written as a love letter to his eight-year-old self, its message of self-acceptance and love resonated with kids and parents around the world. He went on to publish nine books and in 2018 won the Australian Book Industry Awards Small Publishers Children's Book of the Year. For his second children's book, It's Okay to Feel the Way You Do. Now his groundbreaking children's books, programs and school talks on self-acceptance, resilience, understanding emotions and kindness are helping thousands of kids make friends with themselves. Josh is the ambassador for the Children's Tumour Foundation and Camp Quality and was voted a Westfield local hero for the work he does with CTF. Hi Josh, welcome to Totally Lit. It's a pleasure to be able to chat with you. How are you today? I'm good, I'm good. It's a beautiful day. And you're in WA, is it nice and sunny over there? Well, actually, I must tell you the truth. The sun has come out for about five minutes and then it's going to disappear again because it's like the rainiest, wettest spring we've had in years. Oh, wow. So it's good to have the rain, but it's like, okay, where's the sunshine? I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. Um, I first wanted to talk to you about how you first got into children's writing. Can you tell me a bit about that? Yeah, that was, um, it was kind of like by accident, really, but it was one of those opportunities that you just have to grab with both hands. I'd already written a couple of illustrated books for my publisher, but they were for adults, and they were slowly getting into the kids' book market. And so they said, Josh, can you turn your illustrated adult books into kids' books? I went, okay, I can do that. And I thought what a great way to do it would be to write a kids' book for my eight-year-old self. Hmm. So go back, and with all the knowledge of the world I know now, what would I go back and tell my eight-year-old self? And because I really didn't know much about kids' books or anything, I thought, okay, I'm going to do it my way. So instead of a storyline or anything where like a little animal gets lost in the forest and got to go find friends or something. I thought, I'm just going to write the 11 and a half most important things that my eight-year-old self needs to know. And that ended up being the book, Being You Was Enough. And I had a bit of a bit of a rough childhood, so mm. it was like the perfect way to sort of just make my younger self feel okay the way he was. And that obviously sort of then helped my adult self as well. Mm. And I think that concept really resonated with a lot of people out there. So, so that was the first book, and that's how we got into children's books. And that sort of resonates with that saying about be the person you needed when you were a mm. younger person, so it's, that you can sort exactly. of help people that are coming behind you. So, mm. Mm. and and what was the reception to that that message that you you were spreading? Oh, look, it was it resonated deeply. I was really. Surprised, I would get messages from mums that were saying, as I was reading it to my child, I got to the last page, and the last page goes, the most important thing to know is that you are loved. And the mums go, and I just started bawling because I wanted that said to me when I was a kid, and that's why I want my child to have this book so they can have that message. And that was just resonated just 
you know, wildly with kids and with parents and with teachers and even psychologists started getting in contact with me going, these are the messages that we all need to hear mm. just without the jargon and without all, just clear, simple. And, you know, just so there's little distance between what I'm trying to say and what the, what the reader is wanting to receive. So, and that was, you know, it was really good to get that sort of feedback. And you've now built on those messages um, with an, an exciting new project that you've just launched. Can you tell me more about your Inspiring Kids program? Yeah, that's based on my four kids' books, which is Being Yours Enough, It's Okay to Feel the Way You Do, Magnificent Mistakes, Fantastic Failures, and Being Wildly Kind. And I've, in, I've integrated the messages from those four books with what I do with my school talks and created an online school program that can be shown on, on the screen in the classroom. Series of short little snappy videos, each with different topics that are really relevant to what kids need to know. Things like, it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to fail, um, you know, about using your imagination, it's okay to daydream. And each video comes with a little activity or a conversation starter. So it's, it's, under the guise of a social and emotional learning program, but it's just really super simple for teachers to implement in the classroom. There's nothing new to learn. There's because I've, I've in the research I did for this, especially for a lot of SEL programs, the teachers need a whole social like whole PD day to learn how to use it, to learn the new, the new framework and things like that, and then roll that out into the classroom. And sometimes it could take an hour for a session or something. But I, I didn't want to go down that path because a lot of people are doing that really, really well. I wanted to come up with something that was totally unique, totally different, that teachers could go, okay, well, look, we've got half an hour. It's a Friday afternoon. Let's do something. Let's put one of Josh's videos up and do a really fun activity. And then they've got that, that whole SEL component that they've done, and yet... It was easy to do. They feel good, didn't get stressed, and then the kids go, oh, that was mint. That was fantastic. I now know it's okay to make mistakes, or I now know that, you know, that I'm important to the world and stuff like that. So it's a really super simple program that that hopefully is is going to be taken up by a lot of schools around Australia. So. And so that can be accessed by all Australian schools? Yes, 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 yes. It's, it's, it's online, so it's on my website, and the whole idea is, have it on my website so therefore all teachers need to do is just bring it up on their browser in the um in the classroom and it's designed so it can either be used rolled out for all the year four five or six mm -hmm. or there's different modules in it so like module one which is about feelings and emotions that can be um done for the year twos and threes and the next module which is about kindness and empathy that could be threes and fours and then there's resilience and that can be fours and fives and then maybe fives and sixes could have the um the self-awareness and the and the um and that to get creativity angle they can do that so it could be split over different age groups or could be rolled out for four fives and sixes in its entirety so i've designed it that way so it's flexible for schools and can families access it from home as well? I am glad you asked that, Kai, because I've actually done a, a separate, slightly different version of the schools program, and I'm going to be rolling that out for homeschooling communities and also for, for general home use. And that'll be, I'll re release that in about a month's time, I think. Great. Okay. And people mm. just need to go to your website. Go to, to my website, that. yeah. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Uh, um, I'm also interested to hear about your podcast as well as a fellow podcaster. Um, well, seen... yours, yours, yours sounds a lot more um, 
serious than mine. Like, well organised. Mine's dodgy as I tell you the kind. <laughs> <laughs> and who, who do you speak to? Do you speak to fellow authors? Yeah, I speak to a range of people, but mainly it sort of centres around children, children's authors, children's mental health, children's well-being, or it could go into adult mental health and those sort of... It's like if you use mental health as the main sort of um, the, the structure and anything that comes within that, whether it's kids or whether it's adults, I will interview them. Or if, they, if someone's got a really inspiring story to tell, mm-hmm. I'll have a chat to them. So, um, so it's called Josh Langley Gets to Know. And it's just because I'm I'm a curious person, and like you, you, that's why you want to interview these people to find out what's what's going on, what's inspired them. And um, the reason why I started it was in the middle of the pandemic last year, and everyone was shifting online. And my publisher had said, Josh, you really need to sort of start, you know, looking at doing some sort of talking to or getting some knowledge around the the children's sort of field as opposed to just doing stuff for myself. And I thought, well, I'm not, I'm not a parent, I'm not an expert, because, I don't know, as you would know, Kai, that so many children's authors are either they've got kids themselves or they were a teacher or they're a librarian, that sort of thing, and that's not me. So I thought, why don't I interview these people? Mm. And I went, brilliant idea. So that's, why, that's how I've, I've sort of broadened my knowledge base by talking to all these people about, you know, whether it's talking about dyslexia or or, um, or autism or something like that. So that's how I broaden my skill set and knowledge base mm. and talk to these people. And then my audience becomes more knowledgeable in the process as well. So mm. so that's so that's that's what I do. But I haven't actually got it as a podcast. The reason being is I'm lazy. <laughs> <laughs> because it's one of the, it's one of these things. I see the, the the work that you would do in order to get your podcast out there. And it's actually quite, you know, it's quite a complex thing. Whereas all I did was, as soon as I realised that I could record a Zoom call, I went, suddenly my eyes lit up. I went, oh, is that all? I could record it. And I can, because I've got a little bit of video editing skills, and I mm. thought, I can just put a top and tail on it, get a music bed, and bang, just put it on YouTube. So mine's only available on YouTube at the moment. Oh, okay. But I keep getting a lot, of, a lot of people saying, Josh, you need to have it so it goes on like your Spotify and your iTunes and things like that. But that means taking it that next step further, which is what program do you use to... to... Um, we use, well, I'm calling you by Skype. The yep. recording is done by an app called Piezo. It's P-I-E-Z-O. Um, and then mm-hmm. the editing we use a program called Audacity. Um, and oh, yes. fair play, my husband does all the hard work for me. <laughs> so um, you are, I, I do the chatting um, and he does the editing for me, which um, I'm very grateful for. But I'm, I'm probably promoting doing all of the social media and mm-hmm. trying to recruit listeners. So... <laughs> <laughs> and that's not as easy as you think. It's like, okay, how do you, if I, you're, you're coming from nowhere, how do you grow? So, um, mm. you, you, there's only one thing I learned really, and that's to keep doing it. Yes, yes. Keep, keep doing it. 
And I'm very lucky. I've, I haven't had anyone say no. So all the guests I've invited have been very happy to um, come on and chat to me and have been relatively accommodating in timing because I still work full time. Um, although yesterday I had a, an interview booked and we lost mm. power. <laughs> Oh, no. And so I've had to reschedule that one. Um, so luckily today we've we haven't lost power. We've Yay. been able to to do it. So um, so on. If people were looking to um, check out your podcast, they'd go to YouTube. What would they? Uh, or they just up? my website there because everything's from a website. So okay. it's just joshlangley.com.au and Great. yeah, they, all the links are there. Fantastic. And so, do you have any upcoming books coming out, Josh? I do. I'm working on the next kids' book. This is kids' book number five. Mm -hmm. So I've written the text for it. I'm now halfway through doing all the illustrations. But that shouldn't be out till about most probably August next year. And, um, yeah, so I'm hopefully going to deliver the final manuscript, mostly December. And that's if all goes well. As you know, Kai, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men. Um I've got about uh, mostly about twenty illustrations to do, and I'm I'm just so busy doing so many other things. It's like, just okay, can we just stop? I just want to draw a picture again now. Thank you, because I, I find to be in that illustration space absolutely fantastic. I love that. It just gets me out of my head and into just just doing drawing. Have you done all the illustrations for all your books? Yes. So yep. you've got the power of both. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's mm-hmm. amazing. I'm, I can only draw s- stick figures. <laughs> that's all, that, you know what? That's all I do as well. Mm. All my books are all either stick figures or they're animals with very large eyes. Mm. <laughs> uh, that must be. If you, have you thought about self-publishing as well? You can have complete control <laughs> of the process. Oh. I'm actually very lucky. My publisher is very accommodating. I mean, look, mind you, they when I do send them initial manuscripts and ideas, they go, uh, okay, Josh, I like what you're doing there. However, you might want to think about this or do this or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, But I do get licensed because they're a very brave publisher. It's mm-hmm. not like you've gone mainstream or really mainstream. They go, oh, it's not going to fit into that category. With Big Sky Publishing, they'll look at it and go, okay, we know what Josh is about. Josh is mm. about self-help books for kids. This this fits into that. So, okay, let's let's put this out there. And um, and now they last year they went with Simon and Schuster for distribution, mm-hmm. and that really that really changed everything. That broadened the reach of mm. Big Sky Publishing. So now it was easier for for them to get their books into bookshops right across the country. So. That's Amazing. a great benefit. So, so good for you as well. Mm. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I'm definitely, I'm such a big fan of inclusion um, that I'm really happy to hear that that's happening because it means that your message is getting out to more people if there's bigger distribution. Yes, yeah, exactly. Now, you have mentioned that you've also got books for adults. Can you tell me and the listeners a little bit about those books as well? Mm. Well, the books for adults I wrote, I'll go backwards. In 2018, I released a book called Find Your Creative Mojo, which was my idea of of the exploration of where does creativity come from. Mm. And I realised creativity is not something that's exclusive to some people and exclusive to others. Everyone has got something in them that they need to say. And that's what I found out, that it wasn't about being creative, it's about self-expression. So the book is, is... is almost like a, a book to say, yes, 
get off your ass, go and find your self-expression, and don't be a grumpy pants. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's, it's like, I mean, it, it got, luckily it got taken up by Penguin, it, Penguin through Southeast Asia, and they get a lot of people in Singapore and Thailand messaging me or sending me things on, on Instagram. Like, oh, my God, I just found your book. It's absolutely amazing. I'd even had one lady yesterday contact and she had read the book in a day because it's a quick and easy read and she um had started to draw pictures and paint straight up oh, wow. and she shared them with me on 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 the messages and i was like wow that's what i wanted i wanted yeah. people to get over that hurdle of oh i'm not worthy or i don't have the time you know it's like no just get it and just start and get rid of all the excuses and if you want it you know you know you can say oh look i'll do an art class at the end of term, or once I find more time, I'll get, no, just start and then maybe do an art class later on. You've got to say to the universe, I am going to do this and I'm going to do it now because, look, for mental health reasons, it is so important to find our self-expression, to actually really say what we feel. Otherwise, we end up, as I said before, just being a grumpy pants and just really pissed off at the world that we don't mm. get to say what we want to say. I have a theory that everybody benefits if you're being the best version of yourself. Um, so mm. if you are doing the things that you love and feeling good, all of those people around you are benefiting. So in, in my case, my sons get a better mum, my husband gets a better wife, my friends get a better friend. Um, so I'm really like, if, if you want to pursue something, do it because it, you become the best version of yourself by doing it. Oh, totally. I love that. I love that, Kai. That is so important because it's like, yeah, am I honouring myself and do I feel good about who I am? Because that just radiates out. Mm, mm. And definitely um, I had such a shift in my own life when I started doing that, like, um, and be amazing results. Like I've getting things published, feeling good about myself, making lots of wonderful friends. Um, yeah, really, yeah, just, yeah, following your creative pursuits just opens up your life in, a, in an amazing way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, I'm glad that exactly. your, your readers are finding that after they've read your books. Yeah, and that's, that's what I wanted. And that's, I think it's, it's, it's just brilliant. Um, the other two uh, books that I've written are completely different. Mm. They're My Search for the Afterlife. Okay, that's an interesting topic <laughs> and a bit of a I'm lift turn. There, see what <laughs> and what have you discovered? <laughs> well, well, I've always been fascinated by ghosts and the afterlife. Mm. And, um, and I had this sort of epiphany a few years ago where I thought, well, why don't I just try and see what evidence I could get if there is an afterlife? And then at the same time, I could write about it. And um, so I'd already had my publisher, Big Sky Publishing, so I pitched them the idea. And they said, what a great concept. So it's basically me. So it's, it's one of those non-fiction books where I just set myself experiments to try and find what I can conjure up. So whether that's going to seances, whether that's visiting different mediums, whether it's learning to do meditation myself to, to contact people that may have died, whether it's to do try and out of body experience, all those things, and so I document that through the journey. Mm. That's the first book, Dying to Know, and there was a I did a follow up book. I love that title. <laughs> Dying to Know is a life after death. It was a it was a great book. Um, so that came out in about ninety eighty no two thousand and 
15, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the follow-up book, which was called Turning Inside Out, that came out about two years after that one. Right. And that just sort of followed on on the theme of, you know, I, was, I went into a bit more depth. Of, you know, like young kids and babies, and they can see things that we can't. Mm. I've heard, I used to hear so many stories because that's what inspired the second book was after the first one came out, so many people came up to me and said, you know, very secretively and said, I read your book, really loved it. Can I tell you what happened to me? And everyone came out of the woodwork. And it's stuff they wouldn't talk to other people in public. Mm. But because I created a safe space, they came to me with their stories. And I thought, I need to share some of these stories. So that's what the second book was about. Uh, I love all that. I love anything paranormal or mysterious or anything that um, there is no answer for. I want to know the answer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I can yeah, definitely yeah. understand pursuing that. Although I believe that myself, I'm very closed off. Um, I've never mm. experienced anything ghostly or um, felt a presence of any kind. But I think that's more about me in my, mm. who I am as opposed to... So I don't judge other people who may have said, oh, I believe I am a medium or I believe I saw this, um, I think I'm like, okay, maybe it's just they're more open to that than I am. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm the same. I'm the same because that's one of the reasons why I I wrote the first book was I wanted to get physical evidence Mm. and, and, you know, I wanted to see a ghost jump out in front of me. So I put myself in all these places and positions for that to happen. And without giving anything away, because I still want people to read the book, because yes. I still get people <laughs> messaging me. You know, it, it's, it, it didn't, things didn't go as they were planned. Mm. Things didn't go as I wanted, and, oh. which, is, which is a good thing, because things took a completely left turn or a right turn, whichever way you want to go. And, and, um, and, and I, and I, and I learned some things about, about life that I never thought I would actually mm. learn. Because that's the whole point, was really, how do I live my best life now? Yes. And by exploring the afterlife, that helped me do that. Mm. Mm. Oh, very intriguing. I think I will definitely have to order the book so I can read it now. Um, Now, I'm going to start with some quick-fire questions for you, Um, just a bit of fun for our listeners to get a little bit uh, more to know you on a personal level. Um, Okay. So what, Josh, was your favourite book growing up? Where the Wild Things Are That's by Morris book. Sandank. Mm. That's it. Look, it's a classic, but it's just as a kid who had a wild imagination reading that book and just this, that what's his name, Rex, whatever, goes on that journey. Mm. And it's like I wanted to go on the exact same journey. And I can still read the book now and still feel the exact same feelings I had when I was seven when I read it. I have a picture book called The Island of the Skog which I can't remember who the author is at the moment, but I'll look it up. Um, and it's about mm. a bunch of mice going, uh, they get shipwrecked and end up on a, um, an island and there is a monster and they have to um, find out what the monster is and I won't give any more away about it. But I was so, mm. I want to be on that island with those mice. <laughs> um, I'm definitely, when I was growing up, loved adventure um, so I can mm. identify with where the wild things are. Um, if you could be any book character, who would it be? I would like to be Blinky Bill. Oh, Blinky Bill. 
<laughs> because Blinky Bill had chutzpah. He had he had that sense of adventure. He didn't care what people thought. He 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 was brave. He was courageous. He was he was a larrikin. All these things that you know. Because I'm I'm usually riddled with anxiety. Kind of I just mm. oh, what am I doing? Oh, I don't know what I'm. But I wanted that confidence of Blinky Bill. I still want it. Yes. You know. And every every now and then, when um when my husband and I we go off on an adventure somewhere, I go, oh, we're going off on a Blinky Bill adventure. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> I often say to my husband, um, especially if we get lost when we're going somewhere, and he'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, I think we're lost. I'll be like, no, we're going on an adventure, so we don't. Exactly. We might be lost, but it's it's not a problem. We'll find our way out of it. <laughs> so, have you got a book that you're reading right now, Josh? I have. Two books. I, actually, I've, I've about thirteen books. I'm all currently reading all at once. But I, I thought I'll pick two. Mm-hmm. First one is Stars in Their Eyes, which is a brand new one out by Jessica Walton and Ashka. Even okay. though you can't see the cover, I'm holding up the cover. So that's yes. that's a graphic novel, and that's really, really, really interesting. Also, the second one is a bit more boring. Mm-hmm. It's Generation Alpha: Understanding Our Children and Helping Them Thrive, by Mark McCrindle and Ashley Fell. Might be pertinent to your uh, career, though. <laughs> well, it is. It is it, it, look, it is. I'm, I, I read it for research to find mm. out exactly what Generation Alpha, these are the kids that are in primary school now. What are they thinking? What are they feeling? What's going on? How is technology? Um, you know, how is that shaping their lives? How are mm. parents reacting? How are schools reacting? So, therefore, I can look at the work that I do and make sure it's more informed because I obviously I don't have a kid around to go, oh, that's what I should learn. No, I'm, I'm reading, looking, learning. So, so I mean, that's also why I'm reading Stars in Their Eyes, which is um, uh, about a, a young girl who's got a disability and that she goes to her first Comic-Con and then oh, she meets, amazing. meets, meets, um, meets someone and they, they fall in love and, and it's all about inclusion it's about, you know, having everybody being included into the whole conversation. Mm. And it's just it's such a great book. So, so that's what I'm, they're what I'm reading at the moment. They sound great. Mm. I, I definitely um, can understand wanting to do some research. The kids these days are living such a different life to what we mm-hmm. lived growing up. And even that idea of just playing out on the street till it got dark doesn't happen anymore. No. Uh, it is completely different. different. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. If you could have five literary people to dinner, who would you invite? Okay. Okay. I thought about this. First one is my husband. <laughs> he's a he's a writer and a poet. He's a surrealist poet and a writer as well. Um, so him. You can name Christos drop Chulkis, if you like. Andy McLeod. So if people want to look up Andrew James McLeod, he wrote his, <laughs> a chat book of surrealist poetry last year, and he's currently writing a play at the moment. So. So that's Very him. exciting. Christos Chukas, I think his work's amazing. Uh, Henry Miller, mm-hmm. I know he's dead, but we can dig him up and we'll, drag we'll, him, to the, him um, to the dinner table. Obviously, it was Morris Sendak, he's mm-hmm. dead as well, but, you know, we can bring him back. Um, and lastly, Anne Lamott, she's mm-hmm. not dead, she's still alive. I reckon she would be a hoot to have around the table. She <laughs> just tells it the way it is, and, and just she's such an inspirational person, so... So this can also be part of one of your experiments if you're bringing some people back from the dead. Ah, you can write about it as well. (laughs) Um, Okay, what advice would you give yourself if you could go back to the beginning of your career? Trust yourself. 
that's one thing I was just riddled with self-doubt all the way. And, and, and I would go into things half-hearted as opposed to just go full on. Go full on. Trust yourself. This is going to turn out fantastic. If you go hard, if you go harder now, you'll mm. get places faster. So that really that trusting because I'm, I mean, as you know, as a writer, you just filled with so much self-doubt and that lack of confidence it's follows terrible. you everywhere. You know, so that's the advice would be just trust myself more. Hmm. I'm a very shy person, although I'm getting over it. I've told myself to wake up to myself a bit <laughs> because I would always go into um, environments feeling like I was an imposter. And so yeah. I'd, be like, oh, mm. I'd really love to be a writer, whereas now I say I, I am a writer. Mm. But I have been pushing my career um, from aspiring to emerging and I'm getting very close to being the emerging um, writer now. Um, oh, that's good. So that, um, but yeah, definitely trusting yourself is, mm. is I, yeah, respect that advice. Um, and how late in your career did you start writing, Josh? It was I only started writing 10 years ago, so that was when I was 40. Right, okay. Or so 39. Just, I was going to say, we've dropped mm. how old you are. <laughs> I know. Oops, sorry. Um, don't don't say anything. You can erase this bit. <laughs> we can delete that. No, I don't mind. Um, no. Okay, Josh, thank you so much for joining me today. I've really enjoyed having a chat with you and finding out about... You, you've got actually got so many different uh, areas of work. Mm. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, thank you so much for joining coming on the podcast and sharing with us. Oh, thank you, Kai. It's been great fun. Writing stories for children can seem like a very simple task, but there is a skill involved in bringing memorable characters and their worlds to life. Anyone can write a picture book, but not everyone can write a picture book that becomes a child's favourite bedtime story. The best children's picture books fire up their imaginations, evoke emotion, and stay within their memories forever. Authors Online was created to provide aspiring authors the knowledge, skills and resources they need to become a published children's book author. Our extensive industry knowledge will be shared with you and provide you with the basic principles behind writing for children, picture book publishing guidelines and updates on the current market and publishing environment. And as a special offer for Totally Lit listeners, if you go to authorsonline.com.au, you can apply the discount code of LIT20, that's lit two zero to access discount content at authorsonline.com.au. Josh was such a pleasure to chat with. If you'd like to check out his books or his Inspiring Kids program, jump on to www.joshlangley.com.au. You can also follow him on social media on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Speaking of social media, I wanted to do a big shout out to everyone who's been liking and following the Totally Lit Facebook page. Thank you so much for your support. I'm a little independent podcaster, so everyone liking and sharing the podcast, leaving a re review on iTunes or supporting me on social media is a massive help. So what have I been up to behind the scenes uh, these last couple of weeks? I was lucky enough to spend the weekend with an amazing group of writers at the Relax and Write Life Writing Retreat run by superwoman and very talented author Edwina Shaw. It was a wonderful weekend of inspiration, connection and burlesque. What happens on retreat stays on retreat, right ladies? 
Edwina runs a number of retreats a year. If this sounds like something that might help kickstart your writing, check out her website www.edwinashaw.com for more details. So that's it from me for this week. I'll be back with you very shortly with more literary guests. I hope you feel inspired to read, write, create, ignite. Bye.